one of the greatest prophecies in the Bible begins to unfold. The 70 weeks of Daniel begins today here on the Last Things Podcast. It's your boy Damien coming to you once again with another fantastic episode of The Last Things Podcast, where we are on a journey to truth. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to come before you once again as we discuss the Word of God. How is everybody doing on today? Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me to this week's episode. Please forgive me for being kind of late. I'm, I, man, I don't know what's been going on lately. I've been just dealing with a lot of different things right now, but I'm. Um, we're going to push through to get these episodes out, okay? We're not going to let the enemy win. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Might be a little late, but you know, hey, we still going to push through. But I want to thank you guys so much for uh, your continued support of the podcast. As I always say, this podcast will be nothing if it's not for you guys, if it's not for your support. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I greatly appreciate it. Last week, we covered Daniel chapter 8. And we talked about uh, the ram and the goat and we looked at Antiochus Epiphanes life and we looked at how his life, the things that he did is going to be parallel to what the Antichrist is going to do in the end times. OK, so we studied that. We studied that. We, we like I said, we took a lot. We we really looked at his life, uh, Antiochus's life. And as I said, if you want to research more about his life and the things that he did, you got to read the the first and second book of Maccabees. We talked about that book being where you get a lot of the information from about Antiochus. And we talked about the meanings of the ram and goat. We still deal with those Gentile nations, still dealing with Greek, uh, the Greek empire. We're dealing with the Medo-Persian empire, which will be the Persia empire. Um, and that's all the things that we talked about last week. So now we are here at Daniel chapter nine. And this chapter is probably the most important chapter when it comes to talking about Bible eschatology. It's not even the entire chapter. It's the last four scriptures is Daniel 924 through 927. It's the last four scriptures. Those four scriptures are the most important. If you count 24, 24, 25, 26, 27, 4, those last four scriptures are the most important. You can't talk about Bible eschatology if you don't talk about the 70th week prophecy of Daniel. And that's what we're discussing today, the 70 week prophecy of Daniel. And like I said, it's found in those last four scriptures of Daniel chapter 9. And we're going to discuss it now. Normally, we could just jump down to 
the 70 week prophecy and start hammering out from there. But y'all know that's not what we do. We're going to take our time. We're going to study the entire chapter as we normally do. And when we get to those four, uh, those when we get to that 70 week prophecy, that's when we're going to begin to start breaking this thing down and really understanding what is being said. OK, so having said that, let's start reading at Daniel chapter nine. OK, and we're going to start reading at verse one. All right. All right. This is what it says. And for those who are listening for the first time. I am reading out of the New Living Translation, okay? So my translation is going to be a little different than yours if you're if you're not uh, using the NLT, okay? All right, so Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. It was the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede, the son of Ahasuerus. I'm sorry, y'all, I didn't, I didn't go through the pronunciation of the names. I'm sorry. Who became king of the Babylonians, okay? So let's look, let's stop right here for a minute. What do we notice? It's the first year of the of Darius the Medes reign. Okay. So this is another uh clear indication that Daniel is not written in chronological order. Okay. The order that it's written in the Bible is not the chronological order of Daniel. Okay. If you want to read it in its chronological order, you read chapter one through four, chapters one through four. And then instead of five and six, you go chapter seven and eight, and then you come back to five and six, and then you go chapter nine through 12. Okay. So chapter one, two, three, four, seven and eight, five and six, nine and 12. Okay. Though that is the, um, that's the chronological order of the book of Daniel. Okay. Now, let's keep going. Uh, verse two, during the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah, the prophet, that Jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years. OK, so we're going to stop right here for a minute. Daniel says that he was reading the word of the word of God and he in it was revealed to Jeremiah, the prophet. OK. So what is Daniel talking about? So let's do this. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 25. OK, if you've been listening to the podcast, a lot of this is going to sound very familiar to you, but we're going to still go over it again just in case we have new listeners for the very first time. OK. All right. So let's go Jeremiah chapter 25 and I'm going to read verses one through 13. OK. This is what it says. This message for all the people of Judah came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the fourth year of Jehoiakim's reign over Judah. This was the year when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon began his reign. Jeremiah, the prophet, said to all the people in Judah and Jerusalem for the past 23 years from the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, until now, the Lord has been giving me his messages. I have faithfully passed them on to you, but you have not listened. Again and again, the Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets, but you have not listened or even paid attention. 
even I'm sorry, each time the message was this turn from your turn from the evil road you are traveling and from the evil things you are doing. Only then will I let you live in this land that the Lord gave to you and your ancestors forever. Verse six, do not provoke my anger by worshiping idols you made with your own hands. Then I will not harm you. OK, so we see Jeremiah say, hey, I've been trying to tell you guys, I've been trying to warn you that you guys are not listening to what God is saying. I've been trying to tell you God has even sent some of his other prophets to tell you and you're not listening. OK, verse seven. But you would not listen to me, says the Lord. You made me furious by worshiping idols you made with your own hands, bringing on yourselves all the disasters you now suffer. And now the Lord of heaven's army says, because you have not listened to me, verse nine, I will gather together all the armies under the uh, all the armies of the north under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, whom I have appointed as my deputy. I will bring them again, bring them all against this land and its people and against the surrounding nations. I will completely destroy you and you destroy you and make you an object of horror and contempt and ruin forever. Verse 10, I will take away from your happy singing and laughter. The joyful voice of bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard. Your millstones will fall silent and the lights in your homes will go out. Verse 11, this entire land will become a desolate wasteland. Israel and her neighboring lands will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. You see that? 70 years. So God punishes the uh, the people of Judah for 70 years for not listening to the commandments that God gave to them. This is where Daniel chapter one picks up right at the beginning of the 70 uh, year uh, Babylonian captivity. OK, now. Daniel said, what do we notice what Daniel said? He said, as I was reading the word. Right. So. As Daniel's reading, let's keep going. Verse 12. Then after the 70 years of captivity of over, I will punish the king of Babylon and his people for their sins, says the Lord. I will make the country of the Babylonians a waste man, a wasteland forever. I will bring upon them all the terrors I have promised in this book, all the penalties announced by Jeremiah against the nations. Many verse 14, many nations and great kings will enslave the Babylonians just as they enslave my people. I will punish them in proportion to the suffering that they caused my people. OK. So Daniel said he was reading the word of Jeremiah, right? He's reading Jeremiah and he read about how God told him that you were going to be here for 70 years. Now, it's safe to assume he read all of it. So now. Daniel is aware after the 70 years is that we're going to be released. If my time period is right, if my time period is right, they are here. And I believe they have one more year to go before that 70th year is up. I think I think it's one more. I think it's one more year that they have. So Daniel sees that, hey, we're almost about to get out of here. The 70th year, the 70 years are almost up and we're about to get out of here. So 
let's keep going. All right. So that's the setup for verse two. Okay. And as I said, that what Jeremiah, what we just read, this is the re this is, um, you know, Daniel chapter one picks up right at the beginning of the Babylonian captivity after Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. That's where Daniel picks up. Okay. Now let's go to verse three. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ashes. Daniel is being humble. That's how that's how they humbled themselves before God. Okay. Verse four. I prayed to the Lord, my God, and confessed, oh, Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You will always you always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love and obey your commandments. But we have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and scorned your commands and regulations. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets, who spoke on your authority to our kings and princes and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Do you see this? What is so important about this? Daniel is putting himself in the mix with them as well. Notice what he's saying. He's saying we have, we have, but we have. He's saying I'm included as well. I've done this wrong. I've done wrong as well, too. Let's keep going. Verse seven, Lord, you are in the right. But as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true of all of us, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all Israel scattered near and far, wherever you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you. Do you see this? Daniel is not ang Daniel is saying he's not angry at what God has done. He said God had a right to do. He had a right to do because of the things that we did. Notice he's not just talking about, you know, Judah. He he's taught Judah in Jerusalem. He's talking about all the Jews, Judah, Israel, all the Jews. Daniel's talking about he's he's in essence standing in, in the gap for everybody. OK, let's let's keep going. Verse eight. Oh, Lord, we and our kings princes and ancestors are covered with shame because we have sinned against you but the lord our god is merciful and forgiving even though we have rebelled against him we know that to be true god is merciful and forgiving the bible says he's rich in mercy and we know that is a very we know that to be a characteristic of god forgiving and merciful amen that's enough to shout right there Let's keep going. Verse 10. We have not. Oh, we have not obeyed the Lord, our God, for we have not allowed the instructions he gave us through his servants, the prophets, for we have not followed. I'm sorry. The instructions he gave us to follow through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has disobeyed your instruction and turned away, refusing to listen to your voice. Daniel's still talking about what they've done. They've turned their back on God. And as I said, Daniel is not angry about it. He's saying that we deserve it. Let's keep going with verse 11. So now the Solomon curse, the solemn curses and judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured down on us because of our sin. Remember what Daniel said? He said that he 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 always in for everything that God says he's going to do. He's going to do it. Right. That's what Daniel said early in the prayer. If God said it, he's going to do it. 
And he's doing exactly what he said. And remember, like I said, Daniel said he can't be angry. He's not. They had God had every right to do because they didn't listen. Verse 12, you have kept your word and done to us and, and our rulers exactly as you warned. Never has there been such a disaster as happened in Jerusalem. Every curse written against us in the law of Moses has come true. Yet we have refused to seek mercy from the Lord our God by turning from our sins and recognizing his truth. Do you know that's what's going to be happening in the end time? People are going to see God's power in so many different ways. Ways, I'm sorry, but people still will not confess who he is people will still not bow down and submit to him people will still not listen they still will do their own thing they're doing it here and they're going to do it again in the in the uh in the end time during the tribulation period okay let's keep going um verse 14 therefore the lord has brought upon us the disaster he prepared the lord our god was right to do all these things, for we did not obey him. Verse 15, O Lord our God, you brought everlasting honor to your name by rescuing your people from Egypt in a great display of power. What's the great display of power Egypt that he's talking about? He's talking about God parting the Red Sea for Moses and the children of Israel. That's what he's talking about, okay? Verse 16, in view of all your faithful mercies, Lord, please turn your furious anger away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. All the neighboring nations mock Jerusalem and your people because of our sins and the sins of our ancestors. Verse 17, oh, our God, hear your servant's prayer. Listen as I plead for your own sake, Lord, smile again on your desolate sanctuary. You see what Daniel's saying? He's he's trying to appeal to God like God for your own sake. Don't let your name be riddled. He's saying, do something about this so your name won't so it won't look bad. It won't be bad on your reputation. That's in essence what Daniel's saying. And you do know sometimes God will move in that way because he doesn't want his name to look bad. He has a reputation. That's just something I've heard old people say. Okay. Now let's keep going. Verse eight, um, verse 18. Oh my God, lean down and listen to me. Open your eyes and see our despair. See how your city, the city that bears your name lies in ruins. We make this plea, not because we deserve help, but because of your mercy. Oh Lord, oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, listen and act for your own sake. Do not delay. Oh, my God, for your people and your city, bear your name. Again, he's saying, don't delay because they bear your name for your. For, he, he's saying, don't delay. Do this so you so your reputation won't look bad. Let's keep going. All right. We're at verse 20. I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people. Pleading with the Lord, my God, for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. Verse 21. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. Verse 23. The moment you begin praying, a command was given. And now I'm here to tell you what it was. For you are very for you are very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. 
Okay, here we go. Verse 24. A period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion, to put an end to their sin, to atone for their guilt, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision and to anoint the most holy place. Now, listen and understand seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command was given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses despite the perilous times. All right. Verse 26. After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed, appearing to have accomplished nothing. And a ruler will arise whose armies will destroy the city and the temple. The end will come with a flood and war and its miseries are decreed from that time to the very end. Verse 27, the ruler will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven. But after half this time, he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings. And as a climax to his terrible deeds, he will set up a sacrilegious object that causes desecration until the fate decree for this defiler is finally poured on him. All right. That's the that's the 70 week prophecy right here from Daniel 23 on down to 27. And as you see. We dealing with a lot of sets of seven. We deal with a lot of numbers. We got seven sets of seven, 62 sets of seven. And then we've got one last set of seven as well. What could all of this mean? We see seven sets of seven and 62 sets of seven. And then we got the last one, as I said. What does all of this mean? What does this mean for Daniel? What is he supposed to get out of it? And notice Gabriel and, and notice Gabriel said, when you started praying, the moment you began praying, the command was given. Do you see how how when your prayers are going, when you pray to God about something, do you see how quickly he comes? Do you see how quickly he responds? Now, we're going to see a, a, a very interesting situation. We're going to see that in Daniel 10. OK, but. For right now, you see how when you pray, when Daniel was praying, what did Gabriel say? The moment you were praying, I was sent out. A command was given. And Gabriel said, now I'm here to tell you what it was. What, uh, and now I'm here to tell you what it was. What was the command that was given? That's what Dan, that's what Gabriel said. A command was given. And now I'm here to tell you what it was. For you are very precious to God. What's the command that was given? The 70 week prophecy. I believe that's the command. That's the command that was given. So now the question is, what is the 70 week prophecy? What is it that we're supposed to get out of this? Why is this so important? What do all these numbers mean? What is really going on? What is that? What has Gabriel revealed to Daniel? What does he reveal? That's the that's the question right now. What is this prophecy that that Gabriel has left with Daniel?
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Join us here next week as we continue our discussion into the 70 weeks of Daniel chapter nine here on the Last Things Podcast. Love you guys. Be blessed.